You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Under Siege is the story of a U.S. Navy cook taking on domestic terrorists on a battleship. Or is it? Welcome back to the Oars and Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Sean Taylor. I'm Tex. And I mean Mark. And today we're taking a look at 1992's Under Siege. Um, it's about time we get Steven Seagal on this show. <laughs> uh, we also have Erica Alaniak that we're welcoming, Patrick O'Neill, and about time we get Gary Busey on this show, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We almost did, uh, because I think we were trying to decide between speed and point break at one point, weren't we? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, we went with speed, so. We can welcome back Calm Meany from Con Air. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones from Batman Forever. <laughs> and a name Damien Chapa, who played Ken in Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. That guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. Oh, that's why. Oh, my God. I know the guy you're talking. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> okay. I was wondering why he looked familiar. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's great. Now, I, I got to start off by saying, actually, I have nothing but respect for Steven Seagal, the martial artist. In, it's insane what he can do. Like I've oh, seen yeah. stuff that that isn't shot for movies of him in a dojo, kicking ass, and it is scary what he can do. So, the following is based on movie stuff, not necessarily Stephen the person stuff. Okay, well I have a question about that when we get started. But uh, you guys have seen this before. I've never seen a Steven Seagal movie before, all That's the way so through. Um, oh yeah, I, I love Seagal movies. Uh, At least the, his early stuff, it's yeah. There's the action in it is is great. I, I I've never seen it. I I had seen Jean Claude Van Damme movies before, but I'd never seen a Steven Seagal movie. Wow! So I let you guys come up with the first one. This would be my introduction to Steven Seagal and Wowzer. <laughs> <laughs> you said this was one of his better ones. If it goes downhill from here. Wowzer. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little more matter of opinion after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, I'm kind of insulted as a Steven Seagal fan, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I don't know, so like, I love him. I don't care. Like you said, Mark, he is awesome at kicking ass. Yeah. And his earlier stuff, which I consider this his earlier stuff, I think is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a few movies after. Like, there's one. If we do another one, uh, the one I want is going to have also Michael Caine in it. So, buckle your seatbelt for that, okay? Oh, That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see. Uh, Tex, why don't you take us through Under Siege? All right. So, our story begins with a big fucking naval battle cruiser. Captain chats it up with his favorite cook, Casey Ryback, and exposition informs us that the ship will be decommissioned. This is its last voyage. We get lots of panning shots of the ship. Commander Krill is a total douche that no one likes, and everyone gets sent to the main deck for the party. Um, Casey and Krill get in a fight, and Casey gets secured in the meat locker. The chopper with the band and everyone lands, and the movie fetishizes over plot contrivance, I mean former playmate Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's sick from the chopper ride and takes some motion sickness pills, and the band gets going with their performance. Turns out it's all a distraction, and the band is actually a terrorist group. They take over the ship, shove the crew into the forecastle, and steal the discs with the launch codes for the Tomahawk missiles. The group sets up shop in the control room and find out they forgot about Casey and the Marine guarding him. Two mercenaries get sent down, and Casey makes short work of them. The baddies take out a fighter pilot just doing his job, and Billy delivers a manifesto to the high-ups of the Pentagon. Casey discovers Jordan in the cake, and she refuses to be left alone, despite despite the fact that she's basically useless. Mm -hmm. Krill finds out that Casey is actually an ex-seal with a very specific set of skills, and Casey calls the <laughs> Pentagon for a chat. I can just picture that in. Just picture that in, he's a cook with a very specific set of skills. 
Fucks the bad guy's shit up, meets up with a couple members of the crew that were locked up somewhere else, and takes some time for arts and crafts by making some missiles. <laughs> they blow up the sub, Casey takes out the rest of the group, kills their leader Billy, and destroys the missile heading for Honolulu. The crew get released from the forecastle. Casey gets the girl, and the crowd cheers. One more shot of Casey in his dress whites, honoring the fallen captain, and roll credits. Yeah, he finally puts on the dress whites. Uh, first thing right out of the bat, I got the power. <laughs> yep, it's the 90s. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus, wow. Yeah, and the almost Michael Jackson outfit that yeah. Q-Ball is wearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's another 90s thing. What's that? Like, black guys having, like, white guy-ish or white-ish names. Q-Ball. Oh, yeah, black yeah. Guy. That's a 90s thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Does he always talk like that? Who? What? Seagal. Seagal. Like what specifically? Like, like with the soft voice and whatever? Not with the soft voice, but the, slowly pronouncing each, every, and every word, enunciating as if he's speaking in English for the first time. I personally have never noticed Like that. Mark. Exactly like that. <laughs> I know. I'm mocking you. I personally have never noticed Mark. <laughs> Would you care to throw in here as a uh, as a uh, partner in crime when it comes to being a fan of Stephen Seagal? Well, I would prefer that they enunciate their words. <laughs> Except, unless they talk like this, come on, I'm going to kick you in the ass. You know, like, that's your alternative. <laughs> There's your alternative, Sean. You're gonna get, if you're going to get picky, all right. <laughs> There's yeah, a reason. I gotta say, I would prefer the enunciation so I understand what's being said. There's a reason why these are our action heroes. They're not our English teachers, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, Uh, if I'm if I'm gonna get one lesson from Steven Seagal, it's not about Shakespeare. All right, he's gonna teach me how to do that karate chop thing right across the throat, like that. Oh yeah, (laughs) to knock out a guy. (laughs) But is that that combined with the fact that he never has any emotion on his face either? He has the one face. It's Steven Seagal face. No matter what it is throughout the movie, he had that face. Um, I think his actually his best, uh, I guess, if you want to call it acting, acting was uh, when he was getting a little pissy in the meat freezer. Yeah, he started showing where he was like getting angry with the guy. Come on, you're an idiot! You got shit for brains. Like he he was starting to let go in that one. I wonder. I wanted. I'd love to know. Was that at the beginning of the shoot, or was that like like one of the last scenes they just kind of had to pick up? And so he had, you know, kind of act, he'd flexed his acting muscles. They'd already blown up most of a ship. So, all right, now we got to do the freezer stuff. So he's just like, ah, you fucking idiot, whatever, you know. <laughs> Makes me wonder. Maybe, or maybe it was actually cold in there and he was getting pissed. And he was like, let's get this shit done. <laughs> fucking cold. He went method. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember, it's it's the 90s, right? There's no such thing really as CGI. So that breath that's coming out of him, that's real. That's true. Yeah, for practical effects, they just... Yeah. And that's one of the cool things to go back and watch these. That wasn't a CGI explosion. They pretty much blew up a helicopter on the deck of a battleship. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, yeah, they stuck Steven Seagal in a meat freezer and then had him do his lines, you know? <laughs> yeah, and shot, like, a missile in the air or something and made something blow up in the sky to make it look like a, a yeah. plane had been blown up. And, yeah, oh, yeah. One of the things I did catch, actually, I don't know if you caught this, Sean, but they show footage about this warship in uh, the Iraqi war. Uh, being one of the first to launch a salvo, and they showed a news footage. It was kind of black and white, but it shows the the tomahawks leaving the ship. Yeah, they used that later on one of the display screens to show when this when when the ship is now again firing the tomahawk. They use the same one, and the huh. the cool part is, I remember that footage. I yeah, was me too. Uh, was it fifteen? I think or sixteen during the Gulf War. Yeah, I, really? I remember that news footage. Oh, wow. They showed that. Yeah, like Fox News or whatever was showing that, like the Americans strike the Gulf and that thing with the Tom, like that stuck in my brain. I was like, holy cow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 
I had but, to laugh uh, when uh, had to laugh when I saw Tommy Lee Jones in leather. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I I can't believe it. Uh, only making the connections now, but Tommy Lee Jones is basically doing his Two Face here, isn't he? Like he's kind of. He's like it's. It was like this. Kinda, yeah, kinda. But I mean, Toothface is just fucking crazy. He taught. Yeah, but he takes this guy by the end of the movie. Sorry, the the beginning of the movie. He's he's just he's eccentric. But by the end of the movie, he's he, he's going nuts. And I'm like, okay, I oh, think yeah. he oh, took yeah. this. He took this guy from the end of this movie, cranked it up to eleven, and now we have Two Face. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a very good possibility. And uh, did, you, did you like his uh, his Keith Richards look? Yeah, I I thought he looked more like, and I forget the actor's name, but kind of looked like uh, what was that movie? The two motorcycle riders from the seventies, big ass movie. Easy Rider. Easy was it Easy Rider? Or oh Butch yeah, Cassidy yeah, and the Rider, Sundance yeah. Kid. Dennis Hopper and Dennis Hopper. That's the one. Uh, yeah. That's like Easy Rider or something, isn't it? Uh, Easy Rider. Yep. Was that okay. Butch Cassidy? No, Butch Cassidy is. That's a western. Yeah. Oh. Which Cassidy say, and like, the Sundance the Kid was an old book. Yeah. No. That was two dudes on horseback. You're talking about yeah. two dudes on a motorcycle. Okay, I've never seen either, so. Wow. <laughs> um, Neither have I, but still. <laughs> yeah. No, no, the, the, the whole 70s. bandana, the long hair, the glasses, that's, yeah, that's Easy Rider for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he starts talking about how he's doing it because the planet... Because it's environmental? <laughs> no, that's just him fucking with the Pentagon. That's, okay, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, me too. I used the wrong word. I said manifesto, but that was absolutely not what it was. Just like fucking diatribe, just going off about like every possible problem that the Earth has. And I'm just like, all right. Oh, that's hilarious. This is my introduction to Tommy Lee Jones. This was the very first movie that I saw him in. Was, and I don't know if you guys realize this as well, but the Marine who is guarding Steven Seagal is in The Fugitive. Yeah, they mentioned that, yeah, in the trivia I saw. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, this was pretty much everyone's introduction to Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. This was right before he did The Fugitive. Yeah, so. this, I think this is how he got The Fugitive. Pretty much, yeah. Um. And I'm cool with gay and transgender people, but uh, Gary Busey and drag is 100% pure grade A nightmare fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they stayed on him for a while. (laughs) Uh, Now. Yeah. uh, I will. I got nothing to argue with that one. I I will not (laughs) defend this movie. I'm putting Gary Busey in drag. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> like he gets that lipstick off pretty easy though <laughs> pretty quickly got, i thought back yeah, in the 90s ch- it was harder to do right did you did you notice that he was like i gotta change and then next scene he's already got then done like he's already yeah. Yeah. like he's there he's got it <laughs> i was like a little too practiced maybe i love the fact that uh he says when casey hits him he yeah. hits him so hard he goes flying over a table like literally flips over the table it makes his cheek bleed and he's like now i know why you're cook you hit like a you hit like a faggot it's like i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> like you got knocked on your ass bitch <laughs> like that was not a light tap you are now you now have a bandaid on your face because he hit you so hard like what <laughs> when was the last time Gary Busey played a good guy? Was it Point Break? Was that? Because I'm pretty sure he's just been playing jackasses the rest of the time. I don't know that I've ever seen him. Buddy Holly story. Never seen it. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if that was right. before, or after Point Break, but maybe before. Because I think that was Gary Busey's breakout role. I don't know that I've ever seen... Well, I think I have seen Point Break, but I don't remember it, like, at all. And I absolutely don't remember him being a good guy. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure about the breakout role. To, I mean, just looking through the IMDb page, both him and Tommy Lee Jones had been acting for about 20 years or so before this movie. So, you know, they've... Yeah, like, his introduction... like my Well, I shouldn't say his introduction, but, like, my introduction to him was Lethal Weapon. Oh, yes. 
and he was a bad guy. Yes, lethal weapon. Yep. Yeah, that was my introduction to Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Opposite Mel, he's the opposite of Mel Gibson. Yeah, very yeah. much. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know what his breakout role would be. But yeah, that was that was my introduction to him was lethal weapon. And outside of Point Break, which I absolutely don't remember, I don't think I've ever seen him as a good guy. I don't outside remember enough break? Gary Busey to chime in. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you could let us know, Gary, just email us at, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the guys in the Pentagon or the war room or whatever, the government guys, um, one of them turns and says, what are, what are our... Uh, what are, uh, what our <laughs> what are our options no he says what are our odds against this guy because mm. of all the weapons he's got and he says basically something like well uh he is pretty crazy so good uh unless he's ready for us in which case zero yeah and i'm like Whoa. <laughs> Okay, not really answering the question. <laughs> uh, we're trying to plan a counteroffensive here. Like, you want to fall on either side of that line, maybe? Yeah, that yeah, that guy was so bad at that that he couldn't even make a make it as a weatherman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I love too is that <laughs> they say um, in the uh, in the war room um, when Casey is talking to the Pentagon or whatever. And he says, believe it or not, they have the XO. And the oh, one yeah. guy turns to the Admiral and he's like, that means that they have control of the ship. It's like, okay, but even if they didn't have the XO, they would still have control of the ship because he tells you that the whole crew is is being held hostage. Yeah. So they have control of the ship, period. Yeah. <laughs> They're not just on the ship running around with like with like chickens with their head cuts off. Yeah, and they it's not like they only have like a few areas. Of the ship. Yeah. That they're, you know, manned. No, they have the ship. They told you they have the ship. Yeah, it's not like he's going to get on the microphone and say that. Meanwhile, a bunch of Marines bust, and he's like, oh, no, we don't, no, we don't, no, we don't. And <laughs> gotta run. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to amend my previous statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just got the best visual of him, like... <laughs> Running around the room, being chased by the seals. Unsubscribe! Unsubscribe! <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. So, so uh, go ahead. I just had a question. So, Steven Seagal was uh, so he he is a cook now. Yes, and he was a Marine, ex Navy SEAL. Ex, sorry, thank you, ex Navy SEAL. Until Panama, quote unquote. Yes. What happened in Panama? They explain it. Do they? Yes. I he totally punched, missed that. He punched his CO. Okay. Because most of his team got killed. They had bad intel. Right. Most of his team got killed. So when he got back from Panama, he punched out his CO. Okay. Because his CO was the one who had gathered the intel. And that means he got busted down so far, all he could do was cook or, or laundry? Or be a yeoman. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, so... <clears throat> But at the end of the movie, uh, he sees uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, that's not explained. Thank you. He's like, I know you. He's like, I know you too. Yep. Yeah, he's like, I know you, don't I? And he's like, I think you do. Takes off his shades and he says, been a long time. Yes, sir, it has. That's it. Yeah. No idea. What? Uh, now... I don't know if this is what they're trying to tell us, but what I got was they actually, once Mannix, no, no, Stranix, sorry, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, his character mm -hmm. went rogue. They sent a team in to go get him, and the team failed. So I think it might have been Seagal's team. I don't think that's the case, especially since he says, you received this man's right forefinger in the mail, didn't you? Oh. And also, the conceit of this movie is Casey's team wouldn't fail. Right, but there was the Panama incident, so I thought they'd send. Right, but it, that's yeah. not the same thing. Yeah, see, and that's the thing they don't was. explain. 
Yes, they don't see, explain it, so. It, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like it, it kind of implies the way that he says, yes, sir, it has. It kind of implies that he was once a CO of Steven. But if that were the case, then he would have known immediately who Ryback was as soon as he said Ryback. Well, see, I, I didn't think that he was the CEO. I kind of thought that he was something to do with Panama. And when you said that he got bad intel, I thought maybe he was the one that gave him the bad intel. Uh, well, it, it's really anybody's guess. Yeah. Yeah, point, yeah. Because they I don't mean, explain th- it in any way, shape, or form. And that would have tied it if up If there nicer. is some lost footage, I would love to see it. Exactly, yeah. Some some lost dialogue where they talk about Ryback had to go get Stranix and failed because of the bad intel. And that's why they they both got away to live to fight another day kind of thing. And here they are again. Now now this time it's personal, right? Yeah, but I but in that case, like he says, did you think we were going to wait around in Florida or whatever for you to try again? So Florida, that's totally yeah, different. not Panama. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's not, that's not Panama related. Yeah. But no, the way right. that he says, yes, sir, it has, makes me think that at some point he was a CEO of Ryback. But at the same time, like I said, it couldn't have been because then he would have immediately known. I mean, how how uh, common is the name Ryback? So yeah. he would have immediately known who Ryback was. Yeah, and it's not like Steven Seagal in this movie has a very uh, white uh, white bread personality either. Mm-mm. Like he's pretty much his own man. Yeah. You'd think you'd remember this guy, so. Well, and they'd pretty much tell you that it wasn't, like, they weren't in the same service because Tommy Lee Jones was uh, CIA. He wasn't uh, Navy. That's true, too. Yeah, because they have that, that CIA spook that comes in to, to try and be like, yeah, he's one of ours. We fucked up. He went rogue. Yeah. Oh, maybe he was the one that did get the bad intel then because that's what the CIA does. Well, maybe. Gather intel. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe. Uh, well, again, they don't never mention it, so yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> At that point, you don't really care. Like, so are you guys going to fight now? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that ends rather quickly, too. Actually. Well, he has spent the whole movie like kicking ass and you know killing a whole bunch of people. True. So. <laughs> True. I mean, we have tomahawks to stop. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that, okay, let me ask you a question on that. So the Tomahawk missile, they, they destroy one of them, and there's a second one heading towards Hawaii. Yes. Okay. And we see from the camera point of the Tomahawk before it gets blown up, it's sort of diving towards Hawaii and then turns along the coastal line. And then starts to go towards Hawaii again? Yeah, it shows the it actually shows the missile path. I don't know if you noticed it. Um when it first, like one of the very first times that you see Honolulu, it actually shows what the missile is going to do. And for oh, really? Some, yeah. And it shows the missile path as like going this way and then being like, just kind of like checking out the sights before I was gonna it, say, my it did like a flyby. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, that's that's it basically does exactly what it shows on the screen. Well, I don't with know such why. high resolution graphics, though, Sean, there's so much coming <laughs> at you. <laughs> On that screen, I can certainly see why you wouldn't really catch the full thing on the first I, yeah. viewing. Yeah. Right. I mean, full 110 DPI, I mean. <laughs> I want to see Pac-Man just, just chewing up the line as the missile goes, wobble, 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 wobble. And just <laughs> <laughs> We're talking SVGA graphics here. I mean, SVGA, yep. Oh, but yeah. The, that's right, that's right, yeah. <laughs> that's a joke for you older people. Um Actually, there would be a technically, possibly a logical reason for it to to do these. The sites of Hawaii, no, uh, would be uh, anti anti aircraft guns. If there's a base there, then it'll have anti air, right? But if it just skims along the coast for a second and then turns in, it'll get below radar. Well, it could just yeah, fly maybe. below radar the whole way. That's what What's the that? tomahawks could do in, in in the Gulf War. That that's why they were so effective. Yeah, yeah. Because they flew below below radar the whole way, so there you go. Yeah, so just set them in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> I um, don't know. I'm just saying. We did get a talk to me. Did you catch that? Oh, did we? Yep. No. Tom- yeah, Tommy Lee Jones comes in when something everything's going wrong. He's like, "Talk to me." He's like, he's talking to Gary Busey. 
<laughs> oh my oh. gosh, we got we got to talk to me between Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey. I think so. Yeah. Oh, now I got to go and watch the whole movie again. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and why was there two ships? There weren't two ships. There was two ships. There was a ship and there was a sub. Okay. <laughs> a su- sub being a ship. Um, okay. Just uh, yeah. Okay, where did the sub come from? Did you watch this movie? <laughs> I must have missed something. I watched this directly after watching Gladiator, okay, and it was late last night. Out. Okay, then I, that's fair. You were still zoned in. I may All have right. missed a few things. Yeah. Okay, so in the war room, when they're talking about the attempts that they made to kill Stranix, one of the things that they did is they sent Stranix to take out a Korean sub or I can't remember what the sub was, but they had they had sent him to take out the sub. Okay. That's when they lost control of him. And the guy that's sitting two people away from him says, um, are you sure you got rid of the sub? Or are you sure you sank the sub? And he's like, oh, we're sure we sank it. Okay. That's when you see a sub moving underwater. So they didn't sink it. They didn't. They no. immediately show it to you. Yeah. Yeah. They immediately show you the sub, and then he's talking to the to the sub commander, and says, and they're talking about. Um, Do you say the boy, bird nest? Boy, it was great. The sub the submarine wasn't sunken. No. <laughs> no, but if they'd known that you were watching the movie, maybe they should have. <laughs> <laughs> that sure was a great time when I didn't sink you. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> that would have helped, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but right after that, he says that, that because he says something about, you know, talking about um, when they're going to meet and whatever, and he says, Roadrunner out. Okay. And Busey says, you're the Roadrunner? And he's like, yeah, never, never been, been caught. caught. Okay, meet, meet. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, is it something that happened there, Sean, where, where when they said go to the war room, you went to the bathroom? Is that your war room? Uh, that- maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think he was actually still suffering the effects of Gladiator. Yeah, I I had to get, because I had to get up early, and I knew I was going to be home early in the morning to yeah. catch up with it, so I had to watch all of it. No, fair, you know what? I watched them back to back, too, so it was very interesting going from Russell Crowe swing, swinging the sword to watching like Seagal with the knives <laughs> I was like oh, <laughs> hello night and day you <laughs> know um i actually watched this earlier in the week just because i couldn't wait cuz i hadn't seen it in so <laughs> long and i was just like i got to see if i still like this yeah yeah and i did so elena aliniak here uh all the rage for you know 1991 through 92, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I was okay. going to say for all of five minutes. Well, she was on Baywatch, right? That was where they... Oh, was she? Oh, yeah, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she... No she stranger to kind of bearing it all, if you will. What's that? She started in 89. Uh, Baywatch started like 89, 90. Actually, I think that's supposed to be the joke, as she's Miss 89. Yeah. So okay. That's, yeah. So when that's when the show debuted was in '89. So they missed July 1989, and I'm thinking, wait a second, if she's missed July '89, and now she's agreeing to do this jump out of a cake job, is she like, quote unquote, washed up now? And like, did she wash up in three years as a Playboy bunny? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I didn't realize the turnaround on that was so quick. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm just sort of putting this together in my head. So it was Gary Busey who brought all these guys, like the the cooks and whatever, onto the ship, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, pretending to be cooks and such. Right. So he's also the one who brings her onto the ship, right? Yep. But if he's already planning to overthrow the ship and everyone out and everyone is just a, a terrorist, why bring the girl? Yeah. That's a good point. It's not like she's in on it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's that, not an answer to the question. No, that is absolutely it. Like, what the fuck is the point of her? The oh, This is why I called her a plot contrivance. Because in it, with her being on the chopper, coming to the, uh, coming to the ship, she can tell Casey there are lots of people on the ship. 
that right. there were a lot of people on the chopper with her. Right. She can tell Casey that she was hired to jump out of a cake. And she can show a lot of cleavage to a whole ship full of guys and look sexy for a few minutes. And she can state numerous times that she hates guns and then five minutes later know how to load one and cock it. <laughs> and and yeah. kill a guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's, that's honestly, that's one of the things that's just like, what? About the movie, too, because it's like, well, no, because if they were successful in taking over the ship and everything else and this whole coup actually happened, what was going to happen to her? Because that's also completely counterproductive because the whole way on the on, on the uh, helicopter, um, they can't talk about anything. Like they can't set up any finalized plans. Okay, one more time. This is your job. You wait for Tommy Lee Jones to shoot the, the highest ranking officer in the room. Blah blah blah. Yeah. At oh eight hundred, where you know crews going into the forecastle at. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know. I don't know. That's one of the things in this movie that goes. Well, huh? Okay. Yeah, and they don't even like even if they had it where she did jump out of the cake. And like, something tells me. Yeah, some tells me there was a or rewrite here. The thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Where where she was supposed to jump out of the cake and the whole crowd was actually supposed to see her, that would have been a huge distraction. A ship full of guys, you know, the ladies show up. Yeah. Now everyone's got their attention elsewhere. Busey sneaks off, kills the captain. Jones can just you know start doing his thing. Everyone's still looking at her tits. That's true. And at the same time, though, too, like, even if she had have been, even if she had have, like, jumped out of the cake when she was supposed to and whatever and blah, 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 there's still, if she had done that when she was supposed to, then she'd either be in the folksle with them or she would have been killed in the crossfire. Oh, easily, yeah. I think they were pretty much going to kill her, but she was such a side note that they didn't even bother looking for her. Yeah, they just yeah. totally forgot about her. Yeah, like, he gives her the sleeping pills. So basically, it's just... now uh, there's also the fact that I think um, part of that anyway is to help Buddy, who uh, Johnson actually like to convince Johnson to let the chopper land because she's going to be on it. Possibly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Eh? He shows the magazine and then says, "Yeah, you can keep that, right?" Just. Yeah, he Make sure like, everything's this, smooth. This little darling this girl... is going to be on this chopper, and he's like, "Oh, well, hello, okay." Yeah, kind of greasing the wheels, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, but, no, she's totally a plot contrivance. That's all she is. Let's put it this way, Sean. I think we've just given her more consideration than this actual movie did. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. basically the writers went, "Okay, we want a hot chick who's going to take off her clothes for a very brief amount of time." Go. She didn't even do that. No, well, yeah, she did. Yeah, but she's all covered in shit. Yeah, she flashed you. Did you watch Did the- you watch this movie? That. <laughs> Are you kidding? She- like, when she woman. shows up, she actually has, like, a whole stripping thing that she does in the movie. Good God. Maybe I didn't get the director's I cut or something. I think you watched the movie. No, I watched the movie. No, I don't think you did. No, I did. No, no, I but I remember she shows up, and she's in the, the tight black top. Mm-hmm. And she complains she has a headache, and she and then she gets put into the into the hold or whatever. Yeah. And then next time you see her, Seagal opens the door, and she's like, "I don't know anything." No. Nope. Uh, nope. Yeah. Just text. Nope. Text. Just give me a second here, Sean. 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 The only way you didn't see this. This is mean Mark talking here. Okay. Yeah. You fainted from blood loss. That's the only way that you don't <laughs> remember seeing what you saw because you saw it all. Like she had a thong, she had the captain little like a short version of a sailor's jacket. It comes yep. wide open. The girls what? are unleashed. Yep. She does like a little dance thing out of the cake. You get full... she, she comes out of the cake? Yeah. No, she you stays in the cake movie. for the whole no, movie. I watched the then. movie. I didn't no, see that scene. Didn't. No, no, Sean, she stays in the cake for the whole movie, and Ryback just passes her guns in the cake. Of course she's getting out of the cake. <laughs> no, I didn't see her come out of the cake, because the yeah. next time I see her, she's uh, it's Seagal that comes in and just uh, talks to her. It's like, I don't know anything. I don't remember anything. He's like, you don't remember anything. She's like, I don't remember anything. And I'm like, all right. And then, then they she gets changed. 
No, because that's she holds how up he thing. finds her. Because okay. he's looking in the whatever room they were having the party. I have no idea what... I, I don't know... It was in the mess hall or naval terms. But, uh, what's that? It was in the mess hall or something like that. Was that called the mess hall on a ship? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. All right, sure. Mess hall, fine. Um, he's going through, and he's he's already covered the captain up with his coat and everything, and given him as much honors as he possibly can at that moment. Um, he's going through. He sees the cake. He pushes it to the side. Like barely even looks at it. The cake bumps up against something. Immediately turns on. There's rock music and everything. The cake pops open. She comes out and he sees her and he's like, he's like, turn the music off and whatever. She's like, starts doing her strip tease and everything. And then he's like, okay, what's going on? What song was it? I didn't know it was a rock song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was an instrumental rock song. Mark, you want to throw in here? Do you since know what it was, song it was? Let's see. Because it, it just 92. seems like generic album number two. Like, uh, I think since it was 92, I believe it was Cherry Pie. If I'm not mistaken, that would have been. That would no. make sense. They would have, but it wasn't. Uh, again, Sean, did you did you see her getting changed like from the floor of your apartment at that point? Like looking up, like, oh, what just happened? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, no. or, okay. One other possibility: Were you playing Minecraft? No. <laughs> no. It's, no. It's not a very long scene, so if you, it's not. No. Oh, I'll have to go back. I don't know. Oh, were you watching the hockey game? No. The hockey game was over. I'm tired of making excuses for you, Sean. I'm trying to throw you a lifeline. <laughs> I was watching the movie. I, didn't, don't I don't it. think you were. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, Considering I'll prove it. how much you've missed. I'll prove it because either. one of the pilots that goes after the missiles has AWOL written on his helmet. Which oh. I thought which I thought that is a really poor nickname to give someone in the, in the fucking military <laughs> branch. Yeah, I know, me too. Like, really? AWOL? Really? When I saw that, I was like, really? All right. I thought maybe it was a owl, but then they just spelled it wrong. <laughs> owl. A-W-O-L. Owl. <laughs> oh, man. And I've never seen a knife slap fight before. That oh, was unique. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was actually going to comment on that, too, is it kind of looks like he's playing I'm Not Touching You. <laughs> It's like two nerds having a slap fight with and one and they're both holding knives. Yeah, That's yeah. Uh, like I pictured Leonard but uh, I mean Leonard moves, and Sheldon uh, having a slap fight with just holding knives. Yeah, but I mean though seriously, those those knife moves are pretty are pretty intense. When you put it together, they're pretty intense. But the other hand is... Oh yeah, it's this insane offense defense thing, but yes, uh, it does look like a <laughs> like a, Yeah. <laughs> Like like, this looks fight, like yeah. a style of ritual fighting that you would find in some long-lost African tribe. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is what we do for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're a man. You know, like, just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you've entered manhood. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, fuck. And that was after uh, Tommy Lee's... Tommy, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Billy? <sighs> This is after Tommy Lee Jones comes in, and it's a com- it's like a completely dark room, but he's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, and I'm like, why? I mean, obviously they did it for the reveal. Yeah, but I mean, that can't help him. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but he's got the gun pointed directly at him, and I'm like, all right. So he's Cyclops. All right, good, good job. He's yeah. that damn cool. Sure so. is. <laughs> Hey, so Sean, you enjoy a good buffet, right? Sure. Yeah, me too. Wouldn't you like to go to a roast beef buffet where Tommy Lee Jones is carving up the roast beef and, and, and then hucking it down the. <laughs> and that's it. No potatoes. Just h- huck it down the table. <laughs> yeah. Pass the roast beef. Whew. <laughs> Don't ask for the gravy. No. <laughs> He's got walloped in the face with well, a big slide about of the gravy. Fact that um, he says, "Can we get something to eat in here?" And the next thing you see is just like the big roast. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <Just> the- <laughs> well, he burnt the pie. There was the so. whole setup 
in, in in the mess hall, whatever, there was that whole setup. There was like this huge, like three or four tables put together, and they're all like all decked out in their chef gear and everything. And there was all hors d'oeuvres everywhere and everything. And just suddenly, there's just a roast left. <laughs> yeah, nothing think, else. Do you think one of just these- the roast beast? <laughs> yeah, just the first beast. Yeah. <laughs> do you think one of these terrorist guys, like, he knew he what he was there to do, but at the same time, you know, maybe he's an amateur cook, yeah. and he's taking a lot of pride in the food that he's preparing. You know what? Actually, I was actually I was honestly thinking about that because there's it shows the uh, the great big huge black guy, um, who's like I don't know partner or whatever to Billy. And it shows him like all decked out in his chef's gear and everything, and he is like professionally carving that roast. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it looks like he's taking pride in his work. And like that, honestly, that setup looks yummy. Oh yeah, that looks like a lot of really, really good food that totally yeah. went to waste. That oh that that the looked same. like an awesome party. First of all, you got a yeah, oh, kick-ass yeah. band. You got a topless girl come out of a cake. Yes, Sean, it happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying I didn't see it. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I saw it happen. All right. Um, but and then you got like uh, and then that buffet there. Oh man, that's a that's a good time. Oh yeah, I want I that. Think he's for hinting a at what party. he wants for his there birthday. Yeah, and, it, yeah. <laughs> and I mean that was a good band too. Absolutely. Yeah, I love Jones. Like, is just like, well, I'll play the harmonica, but I can't really do anything else. So, <laughs> yeah, but he can play a wicked harmonica. He can play a wicked harmonica. Yep. <laughs> and oh, I'll, and I'm, by the way, I, I like okay. So I know that uh, these movies are not even remotely perfect movies, but they're still so much fun to watch for sure. me personally, especially when the fucking war room or Pentagon or whatever calls Casey and she answers the oh phone. Oh my god! <laughs> she's like, he's in a gunfight right now. I'm gonna have to take a message. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid but it's awesome because she's like hello and they're like who in the hell is this she's like who in the hell is this it's like who do you fucking think it is he was just talking to them thank like you an hour ago <laughs> it's his mom like, <laughs> why are you even answering the phone you're not important well i mean she heard the donk 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 and was like what the hell's that <laughs> she was smart enough to figure out it was a ringing phone rather than just being like well that's true yeah i do want that for my answering machine i'm sorry he's in a gunfight right now (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to take a message and then beep i want that for my voicemail i want that's my voicemail (laughs) greeting it just uh, yeah i'm sorry i can't take your call right now i'm in a gunfight no 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 i want her saying i want ellen saying. like i want to isolate that clip and just and when the voicemail comes on it just I'm sorry, he's in a gunfight right now. I'll have to take a message. Beep! Like that. <laughs> and you I'll get do the that gun, for you, gun, Mark. You get the gunshots in the background like that? that oh, so you actually... Okay, well, I can't help you with the gunshots. So I was going to say, I can pretend to be her and uh, and do the voice voicemail for you, but oh, that's, you know, all right. I can't do the guns. Next time I'm in Studio uh, Studio One there, I'll uh, I'll make sure to <laughs> redo my voicemail reading. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I'm sorry, Mark can't come to the phone right now. He's in a gunfight. <laughs> But it'd be a lot better than the one you have now. Yeah, probably. The person you are trying to call, Mark Nesset. Yahoo! In the background. Oh, no, that one's changed. Uh, that oh, one. has it changed? I haven't called yeah. you since then, so. Yeah, I was recording that. There's a friend in the car, and she just <laughs> knew I was recording voicemails. So. It sounds like you're in a bar somewhere. Uh, we were on our way to one. That counts. Oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Um, I get. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, oh, first of all, <laughs> uh, Casey uh, makes a bomb. But how long did he set that timer for? I didn't quite see it. I think it was about thirty minutes. Because he in sets the, the bomb, and then there's such a long stretch before you know Busey and Jones get in there, and then it blows up. His little mm-hmm. microwave bomb. Now, did he make a bomb, or he just put metal in there? No, he made a bomb. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he was an explosive. He made a bomb. And he stuff. used the microwave as a detonator. Right, okay. Yeah. And did anyone else get a little bit of, um, did anyone else's red shirt senses go off when we start meeting all, all of the, the Scooby gang there? Yeah. 
There's, you know, Phil and Chet and Jimmy and Cue Ball. It's like, oh, man, you're going to die and you're going to die. And nobly, but you're going to die. You know? Yeah, like, but only one of them did. Yeah, I know. I thought it was going to be a lot more. First time around, I'm like, no, yep. no, don't give him a name. Don't give him a name. The old man looks nice. Don't give him a name. He's going to get he's going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And friggin' uh, Buddy was like whining about, um, you know, he did laundry in the Gulf War and whatever. He's ironing in the Gulf War and whatever. I was like, oh, you're done. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't die. No, I figured he wasn't going to die. Unfortunately. That's the guy, though, right? That's the guy that played Ken in Street Fighter? Yes. Laundry yes. guy? Yes. <laughs> I knew he looked familiar. I couldn't place it. I was, <laughs> as soon as you said, I'm I like, was oh my totally God. focused on um, Buddy, who introduces himself as uh, Gunner's mate. Oh, the uh, older gentleman there, yeah. Yeah, because he's the voice. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the voice of the uh, narrator for Tombstone. So I was instantly focused on him. Oh. I could be wrong, but he's totally what he sounded like. Huh. Sounded exactly like that open that uh, narrator. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Apparently load the disc means drop it into the slot. <laughs> load the disc. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He has the computer disc and he's going to stop the missile commands. He just drops it in the top of the computer. Nope. Totally didn't. And it just that. falls gravity. <laughs> it just falls yeah, it, free fall it, speed. Like, no. Nah. Not really how that works, but okay. I did kind of like that. I was like, oh, wish I'd had one of those. Just drop it in like toast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hit eject and it pops up. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) (laughs) And wasn't there more guys on the battleship after Tommy Lee Jones was killed? You know, I thought so, that they might have had to, like, they were celebrating everything, but like, isn't there a few stragglers? Like, I know most of them went to the sub and they got blown up. Yeah. Right? But Tommy Lee Jones says, some say, like, he says to the guy, you guard the bridge, and then he talks to the computer guy and says, and you stop fucking up or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he goes off, and that's where he meets up with Steven Seagal. Right? Yeah, but there was also a lot of gunfire. There was a lot of uh, people dying before he got to Tommy Lee Jones, too. Right, right. No, no. But, um, but at that point, there's at least two more guys. Which, yeah, and they're killed before when? it gets to Tommy Lee Jones. They were guarding Computer Guy. Yeah, and Computer Guy dies along with guys that were guarding Computer Guy. Very unceremoniously. That's the thing. They, the movie. Mm-hmm. They, they set up these henchmen, and like, I was actually disappointed by some of the deaths. Like, first of all, I didn't think Gary Busey should have been blown up. I thought something a little more up close and personal was in order, especially since he had a feud with Ryback. Yeah, I figured that was going to come to an end, like a little more, like he was just going to slap him around some more and then kill him. Um, no, he just blew him up like a faggot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, then there's the, the big black guy. I figured that was going to be something, right? Like that'd be a, yeah a bit more of a challenge, you know, because he was a bigger dude. Um, yeah, because he looks like the heavy. He was the heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. exactly. And then computer guy. I figured uh, she was going to take down the computer guy or something like that. She was a bit smaller, mousier, you know what I mean? That she was going to have to, like, Yeah, I just figured Computer Guy was just going to get killed, period. Yeah. Just as, like, a, you know, afterthought, whatever. Nobody really cares about you. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I fully expected more with the black guy. With the big, like, you know, as you guys call him, the heavy. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, he it seemed like he was going to... But then again, he doesn't really have much of a character himself. No. So, he was just thug number two. Yeah, pretty much. I want to know how Calm Meanie's character, how he saw Casey in the water, because he was very, he was taking his time, he wasn't making a lot of waves and stuff like that, wearing all black, and he's like, oh, hey, there's someone in the water. He's like, how, did, how the hell did you see that? And there's guys that are like 30 feet below you, and they couldn't see him. He read the script. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how she got past all those guys. Yeah, to shoot him in ship. the back. Yeah. I don't maybe know. she went on a killing spree before she got to call. <laughs> yeah. May, maybe. There might be. Uh, like She may have taken a real dark turn, and we just don't know because she smiled mm-hmm. afterwards. Like, and, he, <laughs> and did you but, notice eh, that? I love that guns ripe... now. What's that? Sorry? She's like, eh, I love guns now. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that Casey's biggest adversary in this was a hook? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what did yeah. the most I mean, that, that's a pretty badass hook, though. I mean, oh, ow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Fucking bad. Fucking yeah. ow. 
Yeah, yeah, he had an owie after that. Yeah, you did. Didn't slow him down in any way, shape, or form, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he had an owie. He had to take a breath. Yeah. (laughs) And that was a super awkward kiss at the end. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, ugh. Like, that almost looked improv to me. Like, she didn't know that was coming. And maybe, and maybe that was the idea. No, no, Ugh. let me just... I'm just going to do it. It's 1992. <laughs> I can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't tell her. I want it to be authentic. <laughs> I don't know if that's my best Steven Seagal, but anyway. <laughs> maybe I live in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but for the last five years, I've been a cook. <laughs> hey man, I'm cooking potatoes with Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> uh, anything else, Mark? He's back, Stallone. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> he's off, Stallone. He's coming, Stallone, Ninja Star. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so sorry, Tex. <laughs> I realize I wrote my notes here. I, I wrote Steven Seagal throughout all of it. One time I, the one time I wrote Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Twice, twice I wrote that. Sorry. That, that's uh, that's Jason Siegel's kick-ass brother. Yeah. 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 I, I keep I, having in my notes. I love. I was like, I love when Jones just throws roast beef around the room. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Ryback just knew the plan for the railing system. He just saw the beams and like, they're building a railing system. <laughs> like, he just knew that. <laughs> yep. Actually, w- Sean, what did you think of that one death, though, when the guy got a beam right through the chest? Oof. That was cool. That was gnarly, admit, eh? That was yeah. cool. That was Although, pro- and, and this, to, uh, let's, going back to the slap fight there, the knife slap fight. <laughs> You guys say that he has such great martial arts moves, and maybe he does. And like I said, this is my first introduction to Steven Seagal, but it didn't look like martial arts in a lot in this movie because he he tends to stand up very straight. Yeah, when he does martial arts, and maybe that's just my ignorance to martial arts, but that doesn't look. He looks but- like he's acting. Essentially, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Well, he looks like he's standing there and he's like, okay, I got to remember to block here, block here, hit him on the head, block here. Because most of the time, you know, it's like Van Damme, he's bent over and ready to go. Or Jackie Chan is always bent over the knees and he's very, back's very straight. And that's, that is actually his unique style. It's, well, I mean, it's not unique to him, but you don't see a lot of uh, Aikido in the movies. It's a, it's, it's a discipline that has a lot to do with, and we'll give you better examples. Like there's some where a guy can race right at him and all he has to do is take one little step left or right and just kind of almost, not even push, but almost encourage him and use his own momentum and he goes flying across the room. Or another better example was there was the one guy, it was a fight on the deck where there's one guy that actually looked like he knew what he was doing, but um, he had the gun, and he was just able to take his arm, just twist it, bend it, and almost break it. And then he did like a, a hip throw with the guy in an arm bar. Got him down. The guy get, got back up. He he kicked him. Seagal caught the foot, just twisted it around. It's a very much a defensive, offensive type thing. Yeah. So the idea yeah. of standing up straight, he wants Tommy Lee Jones to come into him in terms of like the you know, going like go, come forward at him, so that way he could use that forward momentum against him. The slapping part was he was just slapping away the knife hand or any attempt to grab him and then and just push left or right and then take a swipe. Like it was it's a lot happening at the same time, but it's incredible to watch. And once you've seen a few more of the movies, you get the idea like I'm not I'm no expert on it, but it's just what I know. Plus, I do know someone that that knows some of it. And he you know, he's kind of like we watched a Seagal movie and he's like, see that? And the, and then he showed me too. He's like, here, this is how he did it. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it kind of reminds me yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me when I was a kid, when my stepbrother showed me just how real the figure four leg lock can be. If you yeah, do yeah. it right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. It, uh, we're going to give you some more Seagal to watch because the martial art part is the best of it. The acting. Well, you may have hit the nail on the head with the, 
Uh, did you notice the lighting too? Whenever they showed Seagal, his face was always lit differently than everyone else. I did notice that. It actually. was kind of like like a little bit of shadow up top, and then you know what I mean, like like he was always like in partial silhouette almost in every scene. Yeah. And then they cut back to Busey, and it's just like teeth. You know what I mean? Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's awesome yeah it's it, like he had his own Steven spotlight yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah it, that that martial art is different than others and they don't get in that that almost uh, pugilist boxer stance right because uh, it's uh, it's more about defending and, and grabbing and throwing and it, you know and then yeah like close the fist if you have to punch a guy but like he shows you that right from the beginning the first movie he does is a traditional he just, uh, just punches Gary Busey but after that Watch what he does with the guards, the four guys, and he just starts throwing them around. He's maneuvering; them. they're yep. trying to come in to handcuff him. And he's just throwing them around. They don't get a hold of him until he says, "Okay, okay," and he stops. Yeah, but they yeah, can't lay their hands on him because he can keep deflecting them. It's amazing. Like it, it, it would be. It's a lifetime to learn, but holy cow, if you can master that, it's that's something else. Yeah. Okay. It is really cool to watch. I like. I like it. I'm not gonna lie. Right. Yeah, it's Anything different. Else? It's still different than Kiki Punchy. That's all I'm saying. Kiki Punchy. Yeah, Kiki Punchy's more cinematic to me. Okay, but you're always complaining about, oh, it doesn't look real. Well, it's because they fight one at a time. <laughs> okay, but they didn't in this. Yeah, true. There was like four guys coming at him at once. And he was like, wah, 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 done. <laughs> and, and you have a problem with it. No, you I don't have a problem with it. I please. <laughs> No, it just it, he just looked very stiff, and that's it. Just threw me off. But if that's an actual way of fighting, then that's I I didn't know that. So, uh, you know, by the way, our sponsor for today is Steve's Discount Karate. Just okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can use our special promo code. So just go to their website, uh, www. Steve uh, is not really stevensegal.com. And then put in discount code, blah, 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 and then you'll have, <laughs> you can get 10% off the lesson. It's re- it's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. We had a lot of karate places sponsoring this show. The Power Rangers one did that too, I, didn't they? I, that's, that's on me. I love my action movies, so I keep looking for the. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Hey, I didn't have one for Gladiator, okay? I couldn't find a, a discount karate school that would give us sponsor us for Gladiator. So. <laughs> uh, so there's a few things on this movie. Although Steven Seagal is the only actor on the poster, he's only in the movie for 41 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah. About an hour and 40, so. Um, this is the only Steven Seagal movie to be certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Huh. So I guess we'll see as we go on. Um, Hmm. the issue of Playboy shown in this movie is also shown in another, in another movie. Want to try and guess what that is? Uh, 1990, 1992. Uh, I, I'm not sure actually. Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin finds his dad's stash, right? So I believe that's buzzes actually. Or buzzes. Yeah. Uh, so as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story, Mark. Uh, is it um, the story of one man trying to take back a ship, or is this the story of the last mission of the USS Missouri before being turned into a museum and then brought out of retirement to fight aliens in Battleship? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. thought of that as soon as I they they showed the former gunnery guy, the the, the whole idea of yep. bringing the older gentleman out of retirement to run the ship. I'm like, oh my god, this is where they got it. <laughs> this is where Battleship got it from. <laughs> it's a Battleship prequel. Yeah. <laughs> Text? I have it. Or is it the story of some poor forgotten pies that just need to be taken out of the oven? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is seriously one of my favorite fucking lines in that movie. Go get my pies out of the oven! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark, you hit on this earlier, or is it Tommy Lee Jones's audition for Batman Forever for the part of the Riddler? Oh, because he was so over the top in this one. I thought he was going Jim Carrey in this one. Wow, especially at the end. Uh, loved it though. Love Tommy Lee Jones, especially when he's going crazy. 
Oh yeah. Then you because I just watched Men in Black recently too, and he's not crazy in that one. Nope. So to see him in a leather jacket and a ba- and a bandana in this one is like, whoa! It's black and white. Hmm. And think about it. Think about this too, Sean. Sorry, while we're on the topic, um, he was opposite Gary Busey, and yeah, and Gary Busey was the straight the man. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so anyway, that's going to about do it for Under Siege. I'm Sean Taylor. I'm Tex. And I'm mean Mark. Join us next time when we'll review the story of a British man who takes a stand against the constant need to stand in line in public. Colin Firth stars in 10 Things I Hate About Cues. <laughs> <laughs>